Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Healing at the Speed of Light, your laser therapy podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'll be your host today, and we're going to be talking about pain, pain management, and, and specifically chronic pain due to osteoarthritis. So this is the, the pain that your doctor's probably told you there's nothing you can do. Eventually you're gonna have to have the joint replaced or here, take these medications until it gets too bad and then we'll do a surgery. But this is the really difficult to manage pain and, and we're gonna be referring to a piece of literature and it's titled Review of Literature on low-level laser therapy benefits for non-pharmacological, so drug-free, pain control in chronic pain and osteoarthritis. And this was published in September 2018 in Alternative Therapies in Health and Medicine. And so what a literature review is, is where the researchers get together and they pull studies from all across the different journals and then try and pull some conclusions from those studies. And in this case, they were able to select uh, 30 different studies and then kind of excluded anything that didn't quite meet um, their, their threshold level of, of quality. So they ended up with 16 studies in, in regard to laser therapy for pain, uh, specifically chronic pain was with osteoarthritis. And in those 16 studies, they were able to draw quite a bit of information. Some pretty exciting stuff. So... Uh, if you are, are not real clear on this one, we're going to cover what osteoarthritis is. Because most people have heard the term arthritis. Let's talk about what that really looks like in regard to you and your conditions or those you love. So osteoarthritis refers to the kind of wear and tear process that happens within a joint. And there's a number of things, but I'm going to pull a few, a few words uh, from this study specifically about osteoarthritis. They say it's a well-known joint dysfunction. And one of the key features of osteoarthritis is the degeneration of articular cartilage within the joint. Now the articular cartilage is what provides kind of the slippery smooth mobility inside that joint and protects the bone. So you have cartilage that overlies the bone and that way you don't have bone hitting against bone. That cartilage lets that surface stay nice and smooth and slippery. Now, that can be damaged over time, whether it's repetitive use or injuries, sprains, things like that. And as that gets damaged and actually either thins out or becomes uh, somewhat faulty, that joint does not move as smoothly. And that, that process right there generates a lot of inflammation and pain, which goes on to further, typically, negatively affect that joint. There's also uh, another feature that the, this literature review mentions is subchondral bone sclerosis. And all that means is that the bone around the edges of the joint actually thickens up. And that's the body's attempt to kind of reinforce that area because your body knows there's something wrong, but it has a hard time figuring out what to do with it. Uh, it's very difficult to get circulation into those structures of the joint, the cartilage specifically. So the body tries to reinforce the bone, which actually starts to reduce your mobility also and can form bone spurs. And then that 
combination of effects there kind of leads to this low-grade synovial inflammation. So that decreased and damaged articular cartilage and that, that bone formation, that bone spur formation, leads to this kind of low-grade chronic inflammation around the joint. And that gives you your main symptoms of osteoarthritis, which is what you're going to be familiar with. That's the joint stiffness, joint pain, and, and then dysfunction, clicking, popping, snapping, grinding, all that stuff that doesn't feel quite like it used to. That's what we're talking about when we, when we talk about osteoarthritis. Now, do understand, there's different types of arthritis. And, and so when we say arthritis, we're talking about damage to the joint and the surrounding tissues. But in this particular case, we're not talking about an inflammatory arthritis like rheumatoid arthritis. We're not talking about gout. We're talking specifically that kind of wear and tear arthritis that really gives you that low level kind of gradual decline in joint function and, uh, and that you know, gradual increase in pain. So typically what's recommended for osteoarthritis, I mean, there's a lot of different things out there. If you've been looking for solutions to arthritic pain, you've probably seen or experienced a number of these, but, but right now as medical professionals, what, we're, what we have to offer is you know, primarily a conservative care approach first. And that's gonna be your physical therapy, chiropractic, that's going to be um, some exercise programs at home, things like that. And exercise does actually really help quite a bit with the symptoms of arthritis. The difficult thing is many times people have injuries and in arthritic conditions that actually limit uh, your ability to go about and doing those exercise plans. So sometimes people drop out of physical therapy because it's too difficult, too painful. Sometimes people don't complete those home exercise plans again because they're too difficult or too painful. And so many times we go on to the over-the-counter medications, your Tylenol, ibuprofen, and so forth. But we all know those are not good for you on the long run. They can do some significant damage. So it certainly isn't really a good solution. Many people, if they don't make it through, don't, you know, don't get good results with conservative care, you can't stay on those over-the-counter meds for forever. So a lot of folks end up getting an injection of some type, many times a cortisone injection. There are 25,000 cortisone injections done every day in the United States. 25,000 injections of cortisone and steroid. And what that is designed to do is reduce the inflammation and make it feel better. The difficult part is that many, many times they don't work. And every time they do increase the risk of fracture because they actually weaken the bone. There is also evidence that they eat away at the healthy cartilage that you have left. So that's a difficult place to be because if we do a steroid injection, yeah, you'll probably feel better, hopefully feel better, but there's a lot of risk that goes along with that too. So the more we can keep folks in that conservative care window before going all the way up to an injection, the better it's gonna be for that person on the long run in general. A lot of folks that do go through the injections uh, end up eventually in surgery, many times with a joint replacement. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had patients come into my office and say, well, my doctor said that my knee is really just not very good. And eventually I'm gonna need a joint replacement, but they don't wanna do one yet. So now I'm just kinda stuck trying to figure out what to do until eventually my knee gets bad enough that I can just have it replaced. That's a hard place to be because there's not really any good solution there. Then you're living on the over-the-counter meds or you're, maybe you're getting some injection therapies done 
but it can be really difficult to manage those pain levels while you're just kind of waiting for your body to keep breaking down. So that's where laser therapy comes in. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about what this review says on how laser therapy works, especially for these arthritic conditions and chronic pain. We're gonna talk about some of the difficulties with laser therapy. We're gonna talk about some things that you can do to make sure that if you decide to pursue laser therapy as an option for you, you can, you can be getting a, uh, a good resolution, a good result from what you're doing. So this study is talking about specifically coherent light or laser in the 600 to 1000 nanometer range. Now, there's no quiz at the end of the podcast here, so you don't have to remember 600,000 nanometers. What you can remember, though, is we're talking red or infrared laser. All right, laser specifically, not any other type of light. Again, this, this review covered 16 studies about laser, and what they talked about, there's, there's a good number of lines here that talk about the mechanisms of how laser therapy works. I'm gonna try and break that down for you here. So I'll give you the quote from the study, and then I'll talk to you about what that really means and if I can help you understand exactly what's going on. So they believe that light can interact with some of the particles in the mitochondria in your cells. Now the mitochondria is a very, very tiny part of every individual cell you've got in your body, and it's the one that produces energy. So Everything that your cells need to run is produced there by the mitochondria. And what they are saying is they believe they, that this laser, that laser light can actually interact with some of the particles in the mitochondria to improve and accelerate the production of a material called ATP. And that's a little packets of energy that your cell needs to use. So if we can stimulate improved energy production inside the cell, what do you think happens? Well, the number one thing that happens is the cell can repair. If it's got more energy, if it's got especially excess energy, it can do more of what it's supposed to do. And your cells are designed to be able to repair and replicate. So many, many times with laser, we've seen here in my practice specifically, but in our LTI clinics also, that when you can do laser, you get a restorative effect and a regenerative effect, where you can actually get some repair work done in these damaged and painful tissues. It also talks about, this study also talks about nitric oxide release due to laser. Now nitric oxide can be a good or a bad thing, but in, when it comes to laser, what they say is that this, this increased rate of ATP production with more nitric oxide available actually increases blood flow to the structures that are being treated. And like we said earlier, the body has a really hard time getting blood flow to some of these structures in the joints, in arthritic joints. If you can bring more blood flow to these damaged areas, and you can improve the metabolism of the cells in that damaged area, you can actually get healing to be possible in areas where typically it is not. So this study goes on to say, hey, you know, We've seen in the, with these clinical studies that laser has shown promise in managing several different conditions, specifically Achilles tendonitis, neck pain, extremity arthritis, that would be arthritis in the uh, elbows, shoulders, knees, hips, ankles, 
and then other chronic musculoskeletal chronic pain disorders also, that laser can be effective in all those. So if it's really that effective, then why don't you see this at every orthopedic clinic, or at every physical therapy office? Well, several reasons. For one, laser's relatively new, all right? There, there's not, we, you know, we've been studying laser since the 60s for healthcare, but some of the devices especially that are effective have only been introduced in just the last few years. Um, also, the cost of the device, that, the devices that do really good work, they're pretty expensive. So a lot of offices are not really quick to jump on board with this, even if it is effective, which we can tell that it is. But here's what the study talks about for the biggest barriers to getting laser therapy to be a part of, of people's care plans. They say that the barriers involve the high variation in methods of application. So the way that it's done. Lots of variation. Nobody's on the same page. They go on to say laser type, ideal dose, and specific wavelength may make healthcare practitioners intimidated to take up laser therapy. So they go on to further say that they need more research to really determine the ideal dose targets for clinical application. So basically we've got the machines, we know it works, but nobody quite has nailed down exactly the best way to do this for patients. And that is why when you, if you're going to be a patient seeking to get laser therapy integrated part of your care plan, it can be really tough to find somebody who's going to be effective. So I would encourage you, if you've had laser, if it did not do much for you, look into it again. And I would definitely encourage you to look into an LTI certified clinic because LTI clinics have the very best equipment. They have extremely well-established, effective clinical care plans. They are going to be the most experienced. They're, they're your best bet for getting good results. You can find those webs. There are those. Uh, you can find those clinics on our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. See if there's a clinic near you. If you're looking to get good results, that is the best way to do it. So, what are our takeaways here? Biggest takeaways is that look, laser absolutely has great research behind it. We've shown that it can really work well in a number of different conditions. We have some idea that it works to stimulate the cells to be more productive, to regenerate and repair themselves, as well as getting more blood flow into these arthritic joints. So it can be a really big piece of helping someone with chronic pain, especially chronic pain due to arthritis. And then number two, number two takeaway today, is that even with good research, it can be really hard to really say, all right, this is how many treatments you need, this is the dose to use, this is the laser to use, and you need to find somebody who's got the clinical experience, the education, the knowledge to ensure that you are gonna get good results when it comes to your treatment. Thanks, we'll see you next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you are a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.